We are the lab doctors. I'm Amanda. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Zhao Yong. We are biomedical researchers who realize we still have a lot to learn about science. So why not join us on this quest? Welcome back to the Lab Doctors Podcast. On this week's episode, we'll be talking about... The effect of social media on something. What thing? Life satisfaction, right. Life satisfaction. Yeah. Like how satisfied I am with my life. Yeah. What are your thoughts? So does it have an impact on like someone's mental health or like how satisfied they are with their life? Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, to a certain extent it affects you, for sure. I mean... If you are basic, <laughs> then you might want to conform to societal norms. And then when you see other people doing this, and you be like, I want to do this. And if I don't do it, then I'm not happy. Yeah, but it's not only that. It's also like the number of likes that you have, <gasps> the number of followers you have. Yes. Like there's a lot of things that I feel like a lot of people don't actively think about, but are actively disturbed by. Mm. Mm. Actually, I was disturbed by Facebook friend mm. numbers in secondary school. Then I have like thousand friends. And then now I look at the thousand people and I'm like, I don't know who's this people. <laughs> Like last night I just said, I said, oh, you have me? Okay, I said, so, so I look like I got a lot of friends. <laughs> but nowadays as you grow older, you'll be like, yeah, actually really the people who really matter will matter. Interesting that you mentioned the dynamic shift between adolescence and I guess... Adulthood? Old, oldness. Oldness? I don't know. I didn't really have Facebook until I was 18, I think. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why I didn't go through that phase. Oh. Okay, but I think ultimately we can all kind of agree that social media has changed how all of us kind of spend our time, how mm. we portray ourselves, and how we interact with one another. Mm. But there are still many uncertainties on the effects of social media on social and cognitive development. So mm. a key developmental stage that I think a lot of people are like kind of putting under the microscope because we didn't have social media for that long, like I guess maybe about a decade plus, mm. right? Yeah. So the actual effects or long-term effects are still not entirely well studied, but a key developmental age is adolescence, which apparently spans from 10 to 24 years. Oh, oh I'm not too far off. Yeah. <laughs> From adolescence. <laughs> okay, so why this age range is important is because it's characterized by many biological, psychological, and social development. Mm. So you might be wondering why does adolescence span until 24? Oh, can we guess? Sure, Isn't it brain development? To. Um, the brain only fully develops like once you reach 25 or something. That's why you shouldn't over-consume alcohol before that age. Okay, cool. So, um, well, personally, I have no idea. So the current understanding of adolescence, which in general, I think a lot of organizations agree to be 10 to 19. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. Yeah, is entirely arbitrary. Mm. But defining this age range has many implications on public policies. So like extending youth support services. If you want to extend it to 24, then you have to extend youth support services to 25, especially Mm. those in foster care or with special needs. You also need to expand mental health services for people who are in their adolescence. This also delays the age at which people are considered to be legally competent and able to make their own decisions. Mm. So that's why, like, publicly, I guess there's resistance to change. But in terms of development, with longer overall lifespans for humans, there is a postponement of traditional adult responsibilities, which means that modern humans have more time and space for social and cognitive development. So there's more time for us to play around because we generally live longer. Not play around, but like, 
discover I guess who we are or like how we interact with the world or like what's our place in the world because there is more time to live versus I guess in the past where it's like oh you must figure everything out yeah you must mature fast yeah start a family fast take care <sighs> of your parents fast anyway and that's why there's also this general widening of the adolescent development phase from like research studies because then they, they started noticing that development still continues one would argue development continues throughout your life right so because of all this uncertainty with social media, this research team, which comprised of like many different researchers from many different institutions, including Cambridge, Oxford, UCL, University College London, mm. um, and the Donders Institute for Brain, Cognition and Behaviour. So three different institutes. Wait, four. Four different <laughs> institutes. <laughs> but what they did was they used two readily available data sets. So even if we are interested, we can like use these data sets for our own research also, apparently. Oh. Um, and so they are called Understanding Society Dataset and also the Millennium Cohort Study. So both these studies are longitudinal, self-reported studies, meaning that they follow the same group of people throughout their lives. So as such, they enable researchers to explore how histories of health, wealth, education, family, and employment are interwoven for individuals and how varying them can affect outcomes and achievements later in life. That's it. It can only show correlation and not causation because you are only observing factors after the fact. Mm. So what interested me in this whole methodology part was this millennial cohort study because apparently it's this unique longitudinal study that's called a birth cohort study. So this oh, means- Oh, so they follow you from birth? Yeah. So wow. this means that participants are repeatedly surveyed from birth throughout their lives. And this particular study was for individuals that were born from the year 2000 to 2001. Wow. I mean, it's very interesting because then you can study the effects of growing up in a certain mm. era. So they're talking about like those not so famous social media thingy. Like that was Friendster. Friendster. MySpace. MySpace. No, but it's also their adolescents if it's until 24. Mm. They're not even 24 yet. It's mainly mm. adolescents. So, so like age 10. Mm. Oh yeah, 2010 is like the year that social media is already on the rise, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. So they are studying the correlation between estimated social media use and also reported life satisfaction 12 months later. So it's like currently how much social media am I using? And then one year later, how satisfied am I with my life? They also studied the correlation in the opposite direction, meaning how satisfied am I with my life now versus um, one year later, what's my social media usage? So it's trying to study whether or not the effect is true in both directions. Um, so I guess right now I want to ask a question, which is how did you handle social media when you were a teen and how has that changed with age? And I feel like Dorothy already talked about which was why I was like, oh, haha. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like I was closer to 19 than 18 by the time I got Facebook as well. Not in trend, Amanda. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> is this news? <laughs> I, I only got Facebook because I was moving overseas. And then like, do you feel that you were left out? No, not really. Like, do you ever care about like number of friends you had? I think it's because I was older already. I didn't really worry that much. And then once I moved overseas, I think I stopped caring about these things more. Like after a semester of being abroad, I kind of got over it. And then like, I didn't really care about it anymore. I wouldn't say it molded my social media habits. Right. Yeah, mm. but I it's different because, you know, you're saying like teens versus, I guess, older. But I generally went through like my whole teen life without really right. using like Facebook. I did use Friendster though. The only thing I remember about that is like asking people to write testimonials for you. But the testimonials are like comments or like posts, not really like testimonials about the person. Mm. Which I feel like is so... That's interesting. No wonder Facebook kind of took over because yeah. the whole system of like likes and whatever. Yeah. I feel like. 
Yeah, but I feel like I felt the need to be liked since primary school. You know, primary school they have like they have the autograph book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't no, know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Then they will have like gold friends, silver friends. Oh, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> bronze friends. Yeah, people write that in my book. Ew. <laughs> like which category of friends you belong to? <laughs> Ew. Just like Facebook before Facebook existed. Yeah. yeah. I know. So for me personally, I really cared about friend numbers. I think when I initially used Facebook. Mm. Didn't really have Insta then, I guess. Insta um, started later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really cared about it. Then in JC, I was like, you know what? No, it's not that I need friends. It's that you, whether or not you deserve to be my friend. So I started oh. culling my list. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I started culling. And then like by 19, I was like, I don't give a shit. Just Yeah, I feel like that's the teen shift. Like, mm. you know, before you, I guess, were awakened by the, you don't need to care about this number. Yeah, I don't know what changed though. Yeah. I honestly don't so know. So like, I never went through that. Maturity. Is it? Some I people still care, I guess. I mean, like, it depends what matters to you. Right. If I'm an influencer, then I would care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that affects your livelihood, I <laughs> guess. Mm-hmm. But mm. currently, I'm like, sometimes when I look at my Facebook, I mean, I'm just looking at memes and the <laughs> yeah, algorithm. Yeah, yeah. I keep people as friends because they and share memes. a lot of things. Then I would get like, oh, they share like news articles and then they share like things. That yeah, that's why I still keep you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I don't even scroll Facebook anymore. <laughs> oh, it's my new source, so I scroll it. I use it for memes. I yeah. love memes. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> so in general, for all age groups, there is a negative pattern where social media use resulted in lower life satisfaction a year later. So the greater the use, the lower life satisfaction there is. But the effects are a lot smaller and some are not even significant in older aged groups. Oh, that's like what we think it yeah. should be. Yeah, the effect size, however, is the largest in adolescents. So that's why the study also chose to focus in that age range and, mm. and they started including the Millennium Cohort Study. Yeah. Um, so initially they used the Understanding Society Study. So what they found was that in biological females, social media use between the ages of 11 and 13 was significantly associated with a drop in life satisfaction one year on and the drop was quite large. While in biological males, the same occurred between the ages of 14 and 15. So although more studies need to be done, the team believes that the differences may suggest this heightened sensitivity to the effects of social media use might be linked to developmental changes like the structure of the brain or to puberty, which occurs later in males than in females. Mm. So that's what is interesting. I fully agree with that though. Mm. That like the more, so I mean like anecdotally for me, the more social media I use, the more I see other people's lives, Mm. the less life satisfaction I feel. Like Mm. sometimes it's like, I don't even want that, but I see someone else have it and I'm like do I want that uh-huh. and then I, I'm like that's so weird you know so I don't know I, I mean like I, I can see it's not just in kids I mean like but maybe it's more pronounced but right. yeah even I feel it so I feel mm. like it's pretty normal reaction to social media mm. right for me I'm like the ages really makes a lot of sense I think yeah. I only got Facebook when I was 15 mm. so that's yeah 14 or 15 is like when people actually or biological males start caring but then uh. I also started caring because then like girls in the same batch they were already like on Facebook for like mm. a while already and I was like why did they care before this so you know it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. it, it kind of makes sense to me oh, um, like the ages but um, whether or not that's linked to you know development of the brain or puberty is still not known uh, more needs to be yeah. started in fact now like TikTok is in trend correct and mm. like people ask me to download TikTok cause it's interesting and I'm like nah yeah, there's I a mean, cause and benefit to the algorithms but anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so moving back to the study for both sexes social media use at the age of 19 
years was also associated with a decrease in life satisfaction a year later. So the researchers postulated that due to the major social changes that typically categorize this phase of life, such as leaving home or starting work, uh, may make Mm -hmm. us particularly vulnerable to the negative impacts of social media on life satisfaction. Mm. But this also requires more research. Because yeah. again, generally 19 is the arbitrary age that society has decided. Yeah. It's the end of adolescence. I feel so, like in Singapore, 19 is like you're not ready yet. You're not yeah, ready yeah, yeah. for the world. Yeah, 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 exactly. But 19 is when you go to uni, I guess. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I was 19 when I started uni. Yeah, right. That's why. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, totally identify. But would you say that adopting Facebook at 19 made you feel more connected or less happy with your life? Mm, more connected because that's why I was using it. I used it because I was going overseas and I just wanted to keep in touch with my friends. Mm, mm. Glad that you said that. Oh, what a segue. <laughs> An important thing to note is that we are dealing with statistics, which means we are dealing with averages. Mm. So this means that social media is not necessarily evil. In fact, Professor Rohir Kivi, a contributor to the paper, believes that social media also has its positive impacts on you. Mm. So where the positive aspects come in is exactly what Amanda said. Some use it to better connect with friends or more easily locate support groups or communities Mm. for difficulties they may be experiencing. It really depends, again, on how you use social media. Yeah. which I feel like, I don't know, I don't want to judge 10-year-olds, but I don't think they are fully equipped to know how to use yeah, this as yeah. a tool. That's the problem with TikTok. Like, I don't want to join because of all the Xiaomi Mace dancing. <laughs> but then again, TikTok has good, like, wow, they show a lot of useful, like, life hacks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they show, like, cooking video. I don't know, like, it's just short ones. They say, like, you just need to keep scrolling until your algorithm Correct. matches yeah. what you have. Yeah. yeah, so that's where the good algorithm comes in. But that would take so much time. No, apparently not. No, oh. not really, not yeah, really. Apparently not. Mm-hmm. Actually, how do you all use social media? Recently, I wanted to find therapeutic. They make drinks or they make like sculptures out of chocolate. I like to watch this kind of thing. <laughs> oh, like satisfying videos. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And it comes, I don't know, maybe it calms me down. So that's why I use <laughs> social media for nowadays. That's good though. Yeah. Yeah, because like usually social media, you would think like would induce anxiety. But if you're using it to like oh. calm down, that's yes. actually like a very good use for yes. social media. Yeah, isn't that's exactly it? what yeah. I use it for. Oh, Insta also recently like I followed this comic. Like he draws very funny oh. comics <laughs> and very relatable comic strips. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Facebook is for news, right? Facebook is more for news. Yeah, Facebook gets me angry. Like when the, the comment section makes me angry. Especially when elections come in Singapore. I'll be so worried <laughs> how the results will turn out. And then the results will shock me. I'm like, all oh, these keyboard warriors. <laughs> I feel like that's how social media kind of operates nowadays. It's like mm. the loudest, most controversial voices. Yeah, it's so annoying. Yeah, I heard. It goes the opposite way also though. Because I'll be like, oh yeah, the world is a better place because like the people who are like coming out, like speaking up are like more empathetic or like more progressive. But actually Mm -hmm. it doesn't represent like everybody. Yeah. Yeah. The algorithm really just shows you your echo chamber mostly. I know, which yeah. is kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I find it funny though. I used to get very angry. I find it very funny. Like I do bingo sometimes. So it's like, as in not the real bingo. It's like I predict whether or not this type of comment will come out and it oh. really have. <laughs> on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Or, or YouTube. Uh, YouTube when it was mm. like, um, that time when COVID was more of a problem. I still think it's a very big problem, but I don't know why people don't care anymore. Anyway, um, <laughs> then the videos will always have one that is like, all these ass. Experts. <laughs> 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 
they will make these funny puns that I'm like, oh yeah, this is this quality content. Mm, <laughs> Covidiots. Yeah, Covidiots, Covidiots. <laughs> I don't think so, all this stuff is very creative. <laughs> Yep. So I guess um in conclusion. Huh? That's the conclusion already. Yeah. Oh, okay. What else I thought. I don't know the other way because we only looked at like oh, um, right. how much you use and then like life satisfaction, right? Then they oh, also yeah. did the other way, didn't they? Oh, the other way it was also true. Yeah, so you should see it. it. As in okay. social media. As in they are hap- they are sad, so they use more social media. So they are sad. One year later, they use more social media than mm. they did a year before. Then it makes them even sadder. Yeah, it's a feedback loop. Slippery slope. But anyway, so, but where does that leave us? So Dr. Amy Orban, the first author of the paper, believes that the results prove a link between social media use and life satisfaction. So that means that there is this link now and we don't really need to focus on whether or not the link exists. Mm. And now the scientific community can focus on what truly matters, the who, what, why, and how social media and life satisfaction are linked. So we can address it and like talk about how to use social media properly I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it totally makes sense though. Like when, maybe not life satisfaction, but like when you're busy living your life, you don't really have time for social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, there was this period of time where I just got off Facebook and Insta. Yeah. And I just didn't care anymore and I was, not say happier, kind of just... It's just like you're living your life, you know? Yeah, like it didn't matter either way. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I found also. Like you just stop using it and you're like, oh, my life is not over. (laughs) You know? Sometimes you get so addicted to like, I mean, I get so addicted to my phone that I'm like, oh my God, without it, I will die. But like, actually, sorry, I know it's a very first world thing, but (laughs) sometimes I'm a boomer, but I'm also a teenager. If you take away my phone too long, like I feel like very... No, because the phone has so many functions nowadays. Yeah. Mm. But... So you can take away my social media. I think I'll be okay. If you mm. take away my games and my Netflix, yeah, I think I would do that. Yeah, if you take away my Netflix and my Korean dramas, I will be very stressed. Yeah, I think that'll be it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and as usual, follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel because it really helps us out. You can also follow us on all the toxic social media. <laughs> you can also- Should we get a TikTok? <laughs> no. Oh my God. Who's gonna, Who's run gonna it? make it? I don't want to learn. <laughs> you can also follow us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook because the following numbers matter to us in this case. <laughs> and the comments matter to us. <sighs> Or you can just DM us. Alternatively, you can email us at thelabdoctors at gmail.com because your thoughts matter to us. <laughs> if you are not so public a person, <laughs> you can always email oh, us. Oh, also, uh, we'll post the links in the episode description. So check that out. Social media is a lie. Bye. Bye.